Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. Good morning, saints of God. Today we find ourselves uh, not only on the 13th of November in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is the 23rd week of the season of Pentecost. And it is Veterans Day that we celebrate here at the cathedral. And we are in the midst of the season of all the saints, celebrated last Sunday, the Sunday of all saints. And it is in this time frame that I'm going to preach, speak about Veterans Day. When I spoke to a friend of mine, a veteran, and asked him if I were uh, to preach a sermon on Veterans Day, what would you want to hear? And he said, well, what I'd like for you to do first and foremost is to make sure that people understand the difference between Veterans Day, Armed Forces Day, and Memorial Day, and to make that distinction loud and clear. And then he went on to say, make sure that you do not patronize nor do you lionize the veterans. We are ordinary men and women who at the time answered the call to serve and to sacrifice. And he said, I was a soldier, I am a veteran, and one day you will memorialize me. Many years ago, I went to a baseball game, a Little League baseball game. And on the front row, on the first, ba first base side, was a group of elderly men in walkers and wheelchairs, and one in one of those bag chairs. And they were all, obviously, grandparents coming to watch their grandchildren play in baseball. Any of you been there before? Soccer? Volleyball, yeah. So that's the scene. And on the end was a particular gentleman who wore one of those goofy, oversized hats, obviously given by a grandchild that he had to wear. And it said, retired U.S. Army. And you knew he wore it out of love, not because it made him look good. And just before the game began, before that first pitch, there was a sound that appeared to be music. And indeed it was. It was somebody's recorded rendition of the Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem. Barely made out. But the gentlemen in the wheelchairs and the walkers and the bag chairs began to rise up. And the one on the end with the funny hat particularly strained to get up, moving the oxygen tank just a little bit so he could stand taller and firmer. And then he took his right hand and put it over his heart and stood there, strong, resolute. I'll come back to the hand over the heart. That man with the funny hat 
was my father. 30 years U.S. Army, Airborne Ranger, Green Beret. Occupation forces in Japan, the entire length of the Korean War, and two tour tours in Vietnam. I grew up with a soldier and then a veteran. I'm not a veteran, but I'd probably consider myself an army brat, a military kid. We lived in 14 different houses the first 13 years of our lives with no ill effect, no ill effect. Loved every minute of it. On a recent trip to Hawaii for a family wedding, we attended St. Andrew's Cathedral for the early morning service, and it was a Hawaiian English service, very joyful, very bright and beautiful. And the reason we were down in that part of town to begin with is that we had done some research about what we would do in Honolulu, and one of the things that we were told is you couldn't miss the, the Hawaiian Royal Band or the Royal Hawaiian Band ordained and consecrated, as it were, back in the day when Hawaii was a kingdom. And that band was still alive, and on Sunday afternoons, they would perform at 2 o'clock in the morning, I mean, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, somewhere in the Honolulu area, over by Diamond Head. But this particular morning, we were told they weren't going to be there. They were going to be at a special gathering that late morning at the Punch Bowl which is the Hawaiian version of the Arlington National Cemetery. It is the National Cemetery of the Pacific. And they were hosting the 17th reunion of the Nisai Soldier Memorial. It was one of the most moving, profound moments of my life to be there. First of all, I remind you, I was among my people. I was born in Sendai, Japan. My mother is Japanese. The Nisai are the second generation Japanese in Hawaii and the mainland in America. And if you remember your history at all, what happened was the Japanese were interned after Pearl Harbor. And because of that, there was a, a, a sense of segregation and prejudice against the Japanese. But these men and women wanted to volunteer and serve their country in the military, and they wanted to preserve the freedoms that they themselves were no longer holding on to because they were in internment camps. So a special fighting unit was put together, the 100th Battalion of the 442nd Combat Regiment. And they were there to memorialize and to remember. And it was a beautiful event. Generation to generation, the story was turned on. Speakers from various high schools spoke about the legacy of these men and the women that fought. Now, for those of you who don't know anything about the 442nd, it was the most highly decorated fighting unit in World War II in the European front. 
21 medals of honor were earned. 53 distinguished service crosses, 580 silver stars for valor, 5,200 bronze stars for valor, and 9,486 purple hearts, wounded in action. There now lives 214 of the original Nisai regiment. And several of them were there, and that's the first thing that caught my eye. A gentleman who, I did some research, wore a purple Hawaiian shirt for his purple heart, and will celebrate his 100th birthday next year. He was 20 years old when he enlisted out of one of the internment camps. 4,000 of the men of the 442nd came out of the internment camps, enlisted, and volunteered to fight. They rescued 210 men of a Texan unit. So gracious was the state of Texas that they made the 442nd honorary citizens of the state of Texas. The senators and the rep representatives of Texas were so grateful that they led the charge in Congress to make Hawaii the 50th state. The 442nd liberated Dachau in three French villages. And if I would name them, you would go and find out there are still monuments standing to the valor and the honor of the 442nd. Veterans, as Harry S. Truman said in 1946, who had to fight the war on two fronts, the enemy abroad and prejudice at home. And they overcame, and they became living citizens of the United States and the state of Hawaii when they came home. They became senators and representatives and doctors. Beloved, there are wars and rumors of war. Jesus prophetically talks about this. He says it will happen. Nations will fight against nations. That's going to be the way it is. Yes, we work for peace. But meanwhile, what do we do? And so these men and women answered accordingly. They served and they sacrificed for freedom. And this is a message not only to the 442nd, but to all veterans. Service and sacrifice for freedom and greater causes. Thank you. Finally, I tell a story that brings us back home, that phrase about inwardly digesting the word of God. In the mid-90s, I had the experience of meeting up with one of my former camp leaders. I think he also was a happener, one of those summer camp kids. 
who served in Gulf War I, 91 and, you know, 91. and he came to me in Miami to talk to me about his experience. And he told me the story about how when he apparently was on the first line that was going to come in in the first Iraqi war from the West, and he had to wait up all night in the darkness, waiting for the command to move. And he said, as I waited in the darkness, the word of God through a song came up to me that I learned at camp. Psalm 63. Oh God, thou art my God. Early who will I seek thee? My soul longeth for thee. My flesh thirsteth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. In the midst of war and the rumor of war, he and God were together. Sacrifice and service. The purple heart, yes, but remember I mentioned the hand over the heart? There was a Buddhist practitioner who offered up a prayer of remembrance. And she said, please, put your hand over your heart and remember we are connected, the past, the present, and the future. We are connected to all people. When you remember these veterans, when you put your hand over your heart, can you feel the blood warm and flowing? Can you feel your heart beating? We are connected. Remember these men and these women. Because of them, you can put your hand over your heart and feel that you are alive. Thank you for listening.